And so, I want to recount to you the story of Elijah, because it is one of those scriptures that we might not happen upon all the time. But Elijah was one of the most famous prophets. In fact, other than Moses, I would say Elijah is the most famous prophet in the Bible. Elijah was anointed by God as a prophet, and he was told to announce to all of Israel that there would be a drought for three years because they displeased the Lord. Now, Israel at that time, it was the, the, the kingdom of, was split into Israel in the north and Judah in the south. And Israel was having great economic success. Things had never been better. And King Ahab um, decided that he would marry off his son to Jezebel, who was in the north, north of Israel in Phoenicia, um, in the city of Sidon, the kingdom of Sidon. And so he formed an even more strong political allegiance uh, by having Jezebel come in. Now, when Jezebel came in, she brought with her all the pagan worship and gods of her kingdom. And so she had people worshiping Baal, her favorite god, and then she had a female deity that they built a tower to, and this really upset God. So when this pronouncement of a three-year drought came, she didn't believe it, and then went on worshiping these pagan gods as they had been. But the longer the drought went, the harder things got. Now, Elijah was persona non grata because he had announced this bad news, and then it came true. And so he went and hid on the far side of the Jordan River, south of the Sea of Galilee, and he hid there, and the ravens would come every day and bring him little cakes and drops of water so that he could survive. But then God said, Elijah, what are you doing here? And he said, no, now it is time for you to go north and tell them that if they repent and turn towards me, the drought will end. And so Elijah heads north, and as he gets near, he sends an emissary to go see if he can be received without being killed. And they said, yes, come. And he says, if you turn towards the one true God, then the drought will end and things will be restored. Jezebel's like, I don't think so. My gods are better than your God. And so Jezebel says, no, why, why don't we have some little bit of competition between your God and my gods? And so they have, they're sacrificing upon the altar all the prophets of Baal, all 
600 of them show up to sacrifice on this altar, the bull on the altar, and they are to pray to their God, so the sacrifice goes up in flame, and the smoke goes up pleasing to their God. And so the first prophet comes and slaughters, or puts the bull on the altar, and prays so that the fire will come down from heaven and burn up and be a pleasing offering to Baal. And nothing happens. Nor did it for the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, etc. And finally it comes to Elijah's turn. So Elijah goes and he puts the bull on the altar, has a trench, a moat built around the altar, douses the bull with water, pours all down the altar, fills up the trench, and then he prays to God. And immediately, a fire comes down and burns the bull and the altar and even licks up the water in the trenches. And everyone said, your God is the one true God. Your God is the one true God, and we will turn our hearts back to God, and we will follow God only. Except for Jezebel. Jezebel says, by this time tomorrow, mark my word, you're going to be dead. And so Elijah hightailed it south into the land of Judah. He left his servant and then went and fled even farther and he's hiding in a under a broom tree just saying to God I just want to die take my life from me it's not even worth living and so an angel comes and makes him a cake on the rock and tells him to rest for a while. And so he eats a little, rests a while, gets up again. And when he gets up, he's fed again by the angel, and he has the strength to go all the way down to southern Judah to Mount Oreb. And he is safe with the Lord. And there he meets up with Elijah, S-H, not J, Elijah, who becomes um, Elijah's uh, mentee. So Elijah teaches Elijah how to be a prophet to the one true God. And Elijah says, as Elijah grows old, if I could just wear the mantle that you wear, and he said, if you see me <clears throat> lifted up to heaven without dying, then you will wear my full mantle. And we know that at Elijah's end, a chariot like fire comes and picks up Elijah and carries him to heaven. That's the same Elijah who was on the mountain with Jesus and Moses during the transfiguration. This is Elijah, the prophet of old. And yet, 
Elijah was human. When his life was threatened by Jezebel, he ran and hid with fear and said, I am so angry, I want to die. We're living in a time where people are angry. <coughs> people are angry for many different reasons, but we're living in a time where anger is real. So angry sometimes that people just want to die. And yet, after Elijah was fed, he went and stopped in the cave. And as he was hiding in the cave, preparing for his journey south, there was an earthquake. And he didn't find God in the earthquake. And then there was a wind, and he didn't find God in the wind. And there was a fire, and he didn't find God in the fire. But then in absolute stillness, he heard God's voice, that still, small voice. And I tell you that there are times we just need to have a cookie and take a nap so that we can then hear God's still, small voice. There are times when we are called into our prophetic selves where we are called to action and we must respond according to how God calls us to respond and we must speak and we must do. But there are other times when we are called just to have a cookie and take a nap so that we can be refreshed and restored and quieted so that we can hear God's still small voice. And it's that still small voice that speaks to us with love. It's the still small voice that teaches us what grace is. It's that still small voice that allows us to risk forgiving. It's that still small voice that directs our paths. And so when we are feeling frustrated and angry and separated and concerned and confused, have a cookie and take a nap. Have a cookie and take a nap. And once you're calm and at peace, God will speak soft words to you so that you might truly be able to be a blessing in the world. Amen.